Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Well, hello, I am Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and if you're a chunk, I'm a chunk. And I'm Carter, and I am your guest, Laurel. I thought you said you were going to be the guest Yanny. That's what I said. Guest Laurel. Okay, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm hearing you say that I'm the guest blue and black dress. What are you saying right now? He's that the, I, gold, the gold Yanny. The guest Laurel. The, the guest Laurel. gold and black dress? That's me. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're saying, we're are all, we I don't saying know. the same thing? Yeah, we're all saying blue the same Yanny. thing. Blue Yanny. Blue Yanny sounds like it would be... he. Blue <laughs> Yanny sounds like a guy... With like the longest, grossest dreads who sings like soul folk music with a pan flute in the late 90s. Yeah. Or the second track of an Inya album. Blue Yanny. Blue Yanny. (laughs) (laughs) Or a kind of duck. (laughs) This is the rare Blue Yanny. A Blue Yanny. Hey, Carter, if it were a duck, what would that sound like? (laughs) Oh, a duck? Yeah. Give me me your bird noise. Something like a. Something like a. That Roland is really the bird noises. (laughs) That Roland, I think, is really Uh, what makes it. I'm your guest hunk, Mm. which is what I've been saying the whole time. Hey, if you're listening and you like our show, please tweet with the hashtag Blue Yanny. That's our official hashtag now. (laughs) Hashtag Blue Yanny. Hashtag Blue Yanny. It's a good one. They played that at my graduation ceremony. <laughs> that was my first dance at my wedding. Is that the one song that's like, Blue Yanny. As we call Laurel. Yeah, that's it. Yanny. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that's, that's what it. I thought. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good song. Who does that? <clears throat> Vitamin Yanny. C. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Blue Yanny. Oh, it's Blue Yanny. Blue that's Yanny. a Blue Yanny song. Obviously. Cool. Gosh. She's been around a minute. So while we're getting ready to talk about a movie that has a lot to do with letters, I thought it'd be really cool to poll you guys. <laughs> Do you lick or tuck your envelopes? 
Ooh. Oh, so I have an interesting answer for you. Okay. And it's both. Because I have, I've, I've kind of been cured of it. Not that it's wrong to be obsessive compulsive, but I was obsessive compulsive at one point, washed my hands all the time to where they would get raw. So there were a lot of things like licking envelope glue that was not attractive to me. Sure. So what I have always done and still do to this day, like when I set out my wedding invites, it was a lick of the thumb and then over in really? the top and then seal. Is it like a germ thing or like a... It's a germ thing. Okay. And it's also a being a fan of Seinfeld thing. Even though it was a morbid <clears throat> joke, George's fiance dies from licking envelopes. <laughs> okay. And, and I think they actually got that idea to write it in from something that actually happened. <laughs> from somebody who died licking envelopes. Right, exactly. It's a Why very, are you like, laughing at oh death? What's gosh, wrong with you? That's just crazy to me. Yeah, so, but I've always like... Like lick of the thumb and then over the envelope and then close, but kind of a, a wet towel wipe of the thumb back at it. Every time? Uh, okay. Every time. Okay. Every time in between. Every time. I'm a bowl of water guy myself. I dip my you thumb in a bowl of water. <laughs> just just dump the envelope in a bowl of water and yeah. then uh, just hang it up to dry, shake it. I, I dip my thumb in a bowl of water and run it along the edge. See, I, I'm, I'm going to start doing that now because I'm I'm realizing my way is a couple more there's at least three, extra steps, at least three or four more germs on your thumb. Yeah, I'm not going to be done that with your process. I'm going to go your way. See, I tuck. Okay. But I probably shouldn't. And here's why. I don't remember the last time that I tucked the fold of an envelope in and didn't rip some part of the envelope. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm just not a good tucker, <laughs> which is probably the case. But I've noticed that about your shirts. Yeah. You usually, usually if I tuck in my shirts, it's like. You rip one your shirt. corner and it's all yeah. the way down to my socks. Have you, how it's many not great. how many envelopes though have you opened from a tuck? Like someone else sent it to you and it's been tucked. Zero. Um, I would never tuck one in the mail. Oh, okay. Because then you can't tell if it's been opened. But if I'm gonna hand somebody an envelope in person, that's a tuck. That's fair. I feel like a. I huh. feel like that's a. That's a. I think I've done that. I actually think I've done. I want to change before. my answer. I have a a burning candle and a wax mold. Mm. Then I seal a ring that has our two chunks and a hunk logo, just right? Right there with that wax. The official seal of two chunks and a hunk. So that way they know if it's been tampered with by spies. <laughs> Little birds. Little birds. Is that what birds sound like? Carter, what do birds sound like? I think like? it's more of a... <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love it so much. Well, with all this talk about letters, it's nice. probably good to talk about what movie we're talking about. I did right? not even see that coming. That was good. Continuing in our series of Summer of Love, talking about romance and taking Carter on some sweet, sweet dates. Which actually, now that I've noticed it, is four weeks long. That really only takes place in May. So it's so like, it's like a, a late spring of love. Early summer of love. Like a yeah. fi- like finals. If you're in school, you're in finals, right? When it's is the solstice? Um, in You know. We all know. Let's it's say it together. It's the solstice yeah. of love. The solstice the of solstice love. The solstice of love. Yeah. All right. I like that. We'll rebrand. It'll be great. Cool. But in keeping with our newly founded tradition of four weeks, we're going to talk about a movie called The, the Notebook. Notebook. Doge, please give us a synopsis. All right. So The Notebook tells the story of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to sit through it for a second time. Don't worry. I'll include every <laughs> flashback. I'm going to jump Please. back and forth as much as this movie does. <laughs> the Notebook you. tells the story of Noah and Allie, uh, and they fall in love 
at a fair in what, like the 40s, but I they guess? Don't. Yeah. Uh, they fall in love and have a summer romance. And then Allie and her family move away at the end of the summer. Uh, and Noah, I guess, doesn't see her for a couple of years. And seven, seven years. Seven years. And he fulfills his lifelong dream of buying this old Civil War plantation home and rebuilding it and renovating it. And he does it all to the specifications that Allie mentioned to him while they were dating for that one summer, those three months only that they were dating. Um, and then uh, through a series of coincidences, their paths cross again. Coincidai. Uh, coincidai. Their paths cross again uh, after uh, <laughs> Noah has gone and served in World War II and Allie has been a volunteer nurse. And while she was a volunteer nurse, she met the man who had become her fiance. Cyclops. Yep. Uh, so Allie is engaged to James Marsden. Um, and that's actually his character's name. Not a lot of people know that. In the movie, <laughs> right. he's also playing a character named James Marsden. What was his real name in the movie? Like Lawton? His what name was, was Lawn. 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 As in like that piece of grass that's out in front of your house. Is that really his name? His name is a Lawn. A terrible name. hundred percent. So Allie is engaged to Lawn when she and Noah cross paths again. Uh, because she sees a picture of him in the paper next to his newly renovated uh, plantation home. Uh, so she heads back to South Carolina to spend a couple of nights with him. And while there, she predictably breaks off her engagement to James Marsden and decides to pursue a relationship with Noah. Um, and the movie is actually told as kind of a flashback. Our framing device that we get is uh, at the beginning of the movie, we get an old man visiting uh, an old woman in a nursing home and he's reading to her. She has dementia. She can't remember anything. Um, mm -hmm. And so he's reading to her. And then over the course of the narrative, we find that this is Noah and Allie. Spoiler. Uh, spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen the notebook. Um, <laughs> and then uh, once our flashback sequence ends, we get kind of an extended bookend where they, uh, Noah has like a heart attack and Allie has, I guess, a flare-up of her dementia. What is going on with her? We, we might get to it. We'll talk, yeah, we'll talk it about it. They die in each other's arms, and it is very sad and very emotionally manipulative, but that's the notebook. So before we really jump into this, here's the coolest thing about this movie. So you know how people always say, like, I just wish tonight could last forever. Like, time moves too quickly. Yeah. With the creation of this movie, scientists actually discovered the secret to slowing down time to a crawl. Yeah. And it is watch this movie. Yeah. The, I, this was a two-hour movie. It's the longest thing I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> it felt long. I have taken yeah. road trips that were quicker than watching it this movie. It does feel long, and I think it's because I think it's because of the weird pacing and structure of this plot. I, I paused the movie at one point to go to the bathroom. And I saw that we were an hour deep. I could not believe it. I know. Yeah. I, I would have sworn to you that there were 20 minutes left. Yep. It was the longest movie of all time. And let me preface like my opinions throughout this to say, I feel I've always been a champion for the underdog. Okay. Okay. So in this sense, the underdog kind of is liking the movie. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what I need to do and, and the role that I will take yes. is try to be not its champion or its fan, but an apologist, but an apologist. Yeah. Okay? yeah Let yeah. me approach this as an apologist because if we look, I don't know if we can break down our listenership demographically, but I know there are many women who yeah. listen to this. Sure. 
And, and here's the thing we have to remember too. And again, we're, we don't want to go outside of what this podcast is for. Sure. Right? We're not going to lie to people. Right. <laughs> the notebook was kind of a given. If, we're gonna, if we have a chance to do four romance oh, yeah. movies no, or rom-com, do the, notebook. the notebook is still referenced to kind of in some sense by people. Sure. The, the kissing in the rain. There's sure. a lot of these things that happen. The immense heartache. One more thing I want to say too is I, I, those of you at home, and I know a lot of people have listened to this or have, I'm sorry, have seen the notebook. Think of it as a plot for a horror movie and it is not much different. <laughs> it is not much different. Peeping through windows. Yeah. Big, big, aggressive, passionate eyes. I just kept yelling. Thinking, I kept thinking while I was watching this, I wish I had access to some cut of this movie that just removed all the music but kept the sound effects and like yeah. in particular the rain scene in the boat where there it starts raining and they both just die, die laughing. Die. What? Laughing. Like without the was music that that is a psychotic break. Easily that is just we have become completely divorced from reality at this so point. So you've actually let's go ahead and jump into it cuz I yeah, f- I fear yeah, that yeah. we're going to summarize this movie at the beginning and I don't want to do that. No. Um so let, let's go ahead and jump into kind of the beginning again we get uh, old people, what's going on? Who knows what's going to happen? She's clear. Can I say yeah. my least favorite line happened so quick? <laughs> and you'll be surprised by this. Okay. He, he's going, Noah, we can say that because old you've Noah, seen the movie. Old, old Noah, Duke. James right, Garner, sure. Noah. Uh, is going up to get his medicine. And he wasn't aggressive or flirty in any way. But this nurse who has been given one line, and I guarantee you we never <laughs> see her again in movie business. And it might be because of this. <laughs> she says, you say that every day, you old devil. <laughs> what? Do you remember that? Yes, I You say that do. every day, you I old do remember devil. That. It struck me wrong. Yeah. Because I think that line Why? completely set the tone. Like, no, 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 <laughs> we no. We watched no. this movie and that piece of dialogue was like, hey, just so you know, that's what all the words no. are going to be like in this but movie. But can I tell you what set the tone for the rest of this movie? Do you know what the first three minutes and 12 seconds of this movie are? <laughs> A man rowing a boat. Yes. Yeah, Not a main so character. In my mind. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know how I know it's three minutes and 12 seconds? Did you time it? I timed it. A man rows a boat under the blood red sky of the apocalypse. Yes. Why is everything with, red? With CGI birds. Yeah. And the the first words occur three minutes and 12 seconds wow. in. Wow. And now are we even three minutes But 12. it doesn't seem like credits were taking over the screen at that time. No, much, they were there. Where they kind of hit. But most of the screen was Apocalypse Now Sky uh, with yeah. Rower. I wanted you know, Morgan Freeman so bad in that moment. <laughs> like, I, just narrate that for me like the ripple effect. <laughs> and Each, the man yeah. dipped his paddle in the water. Yes. And he <laughs> removed it from the water. Each tiny and wave. Dipped it again. And then dipped only, it again. Only becoming memory. Go ahead and vote online who has the best Morgan Freeman impression <laughs> of the group. Walking around. But I just want to say... That is a bonkers way to start a movie. Can I give just a big dump on that? It's not my To the super opening dump. of this movie. The opening of this movie completely and utterly fails to grab my attention, which is maybe the one job that the opening of your movie should do. Has a, okay, I want to I do this. Let's play a game for the next five seconds. Take five seconds to yourself. All think right. of a weaker movie opening. I challenge you. Doesn't exist. <laughs> hmm. I can't think of one that's worse. Three minutes and 12 seconds of silent rowing is pretty hard like, to beat. Even, That's pretty bad. Even some of the movies that we've reviewed on the show before that I have absolutely hated, 
at in, least open. Immediately more engaging than three minutes of watching a man row a boat. That's like, if I was like, hey, can I talk to you about something? And you're like, yeah. And for three minutes and 12 seconds, I was just like, uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just for the whole time. When I and edit this podcast, I'm going to stretch that for out. For three, three minutes and 12, 12 seconds. seconds. Yeah, now, the other thing is, Right at the beginning, before we really get into anything, they use a camera technique that is not used a single other time in this movie. And it's like like a huge fisheye that shows us this entire room in almost a full circle. They use it for one eight-second scene, which actually brings me to one of the biggest dumps I have in this movie. Take me there. I would say 40% of this movie is watching old people shuffle walk in real time. <laughs> There were so many scenes that involved crossing a threshold, walking down a hallway, yeah. going from one end of a room to another. Yeah. And they just showed it. Yeah. With so, no conversation, nothing expository, just I'm, shuffle, shuffle, Allow shuffle, me shuffle. To, to don the hat of notebook apologist. Hit me. Yeah. Hey, please. there's another one. Are please. those are those types of scenes of old people <laughs> just shuffling slowly there to make us cognizant of those moments? And the reality that Noah and Allie have spent every single one of those moments together since like the 50s. Yeah, I if, can see that. I hear but you. it's tough too, though, when we have to dig so deep. It's like, are we creating credit? I think I absolutely am creating yeah. credit because so, I think the goal of this movie is let's just make some people cry. And, sure. and I did a thing too, though, is because I was sitting there and I am such a like for the little man defending everybody. It sure. gets me in trouble sometimes. But like if someone were to do a movie podcast and look scene for scene and talk about Sandlot. Yeah. Is the same kind of thing going to happen? Or is it like three girls talking about Sandlot? (laughs) You know, like, is there something that we see something different? Right. Exactly. Well, and and I want to be clear. I'm not going to poo poo all over this movie. I just want to drive home the fact that for such a popular movie, it has one of the weaker it does. first 30 minutes of any movie I've ever seen. It really does. So I think for our discussion today, it would be kind of an exercise in futility to try and jump back and forth with the movie between yeah, no present way. day no and way. past day, present day, past day. Let's go ahead and talk about the past, the fair. Like, let's yeah. just take it from the beginning That's when they good. meet all the way That's to good. when they die at the end. Yeah. So- at this fair, am I the only one that had a huge problem with the way their relationship starts? Big yes. time. I did as well. Okay. I did too. I did too. And it's so tough because is it just the quality of the movie or is it that I just saw Gosling with Steve Carell? Yeah, that could and be it. Emma Stone and it was magic. And then I have this and he is doing things on this Ferris wheel <laughs> that are so not smart. Yes. Like yeah. outside of like motherly concern. <laughs> what are you doing? And then- Finn, his friend Finn. Yeah. Was that his name? Finn. Finn. I could have. I would have told you right now. His name was Matt. Nope. I think it was Finn. I'm ninety percent right. sure it was Finn. Fine. Fine he with me. is just Not can't figure out who he is, and he's concerned at first. Everybody's like, "What are you doing?" And then they laugh, and then they're concerned again, and it it's already bouncing me all over the place. I'm uncomfortable. It is a wooden roller coaster. It is not made of steel. Sure. I am yeah, like, my yeah. neck hurts. <laughs> I'm I'm looking different directions, but I swear I was facing forward when yes, I started this yes. thing. And it, and it really, and I think they got high on playing with your emotions in yes. this movie. Here's, and here's the problem with that fair scene is that that's not when our story starts. Like our story is like the inciting incident, the, the, 
the moment that is the start of our story of the notebook is whenever Allie moves away to New York. Like we backfill the beginning of this because the story is not they met and fall, fell in love and had a great summer. Like that can be, we can open this movie. We can open the flashback right as she's moving away. Yeah. We don't have to see them fall in love. And we save like <clears throat> probably 20, 30 minutes the beginning of this movie. Yeah, because if I'm being real, the foundation that is built in the earlier part of the story, the the original summer of love, yeah, doesn't feel like a strong foundation to me as a viewer. Now to some people it might, but- if I'm going to be honest, I did not see the chemistry. No, I really didn't either. But did characters. you did you read on how it was really a strange production and directing process? Yeah, because there was rumor that Gosling and uh, McAdams did not didn't like, like each, each other, other at yeah. all. I, I didn't the, read that. The director <laughs> kind of closed them into a room to sort their things out. Yeah, and maybe we saw some progress from there. Sure, but all of it was either. I, I think they might have been trying to come across as passionate, but it seemed aggressive. Yeah, a lot of things. Like there was one point, and um, Gosling or so Noah was talking about. Like when I see something I like. I want to have it. I, I want to have, have it, it, but his eyes get so big, and it's all of these warning signs. It's frightening. Where if yeah. I, here's here comes the horror movie plot. If I'm watching a horror movie, I I am yelling, "Run!" Yep. Do not get in that car with that yep. man. Do not get in that car. Yep. And so there's so many things. I wrote, "He's creepy." Um, I've watched enough serial killer documentaries uh, and shows <laughs> to see the warning signs. Uh, when he asked you, "Do you want to walk with me?" I wanted to scream, "No, no, God, no." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it was, it. Yeah. but there was some passion there. And I have to think they are playing very young. Sure. Like there is this recklessness that comes with that sometimes. There are these, the, the pushes, man. Every time she shoves him, yeah. I'm just watching going, oh. And they allude what to is it too, this? but they talk about like, we fought 90% of the time. I think he even referenced it at the big, you know, speech sure. that he gives her basically in the end. Sure. Let me just say, as as a married person, and yeah. this is one of the few times on this podcast when I'm going to put my serious hat on and take yeah. my silly hat off. Yeah. If you fight 90% of the time, that's not a good time. And if like, you fight with your hands in any way, don't also do Also not a good time. Well, yeah. and, and that that's the thing is... I think the attempt is to set up like, oh, there's fire, there's passion. They're crazy about, they're crazy about it. No, they're just crazy. They're just crazy. And that's here we are. This is my super dump. Give it to me. There, am I allowed to have my super dump be their relationship? Yes. I think my super dump is their relationship. Like it Wowza. is, it is dysfunctional and it is like, and I know, listen, I know you're listening to this and you're going, but Doge, it's dysfunctional because it's love. Love is messy. No, this Not is, that messy. this is like codependent and just like weird feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like it just doesn't feel natural. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm watching this movie and I'm not rooting for them. Yeah. That's no the way. problem. That's and the and we'll get to why in a little bit. I don't want to get to the, to the middle of the movie before we're at the middle of the movie, but there's a reason that I'm not rooting for them. Uh, but, but let's, let's finish up, talk about that summer because essentially it is just this whirlwind romance that for some reason they felt the need to show them in bodies of water often. <laughs> there was uh, a you know lot what, though, of swimming. I, for a while, I thought there was going to be some kind of imagery with water because his name is Noah. Yeah. There's a lot of rain. Sure. His friend's name is Finn. Yeah. But Allie There's doesn't birds. fit into that. You would think you would think the love interest is in there 
Um, yeah. And I think Cyclops, his name was Flounder. Is that what we said? <laughs> yeah, Flounder. I think so. Yeah. Flounder. No, 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 sorry, Sebastian. Oh, okay. Sebastian. Flounder yeah. was his German friend dad that was, was on there Triton. for two seconds. Yeah. No, okay. her dad was young Colonel Sanders. Yeah. This was, he was the weirdest. So let's actually, let's actually movie. talk about her, her, family her family because. Yeah. Can we go straight to the dinner? Yep. Yeah. When they happen to have 500 people over doing yep. random things Croquet in white dresses. And, yeah. Super and cliche. Right? I said out loud, of course he's got a mustache. Oh yeah. It literally feels like, like a high school drama production where the drama teacher is just like, Hey, if you're on stage, you have to be doing something. And yeah. they were just like, okay, cool. I'll do croquet. And then it's just a bunch of people spreading out and doing white people things in the background. Yeah. It's yeah. super weird. And there's this whole there's this whole vibe with her parents of just like, rich people are evil. Yeah. Poor people know what love means. Yeah. And it's just like, is that your message? Yeah. Is that what the message of this movie is? Because that doesn't mess. feel right. Well, and and this moment, this dinner is when we should get the seeds of the turn with her mom. Yeah. Because in, in the end, like we'll skip ahead. We'll talk about her mom as a character. Oh. In the end, her mom drives her to the lumber yard and says, you see that man this over the there? the weirdest thing. I used to be in love with that man and now I don't hardly recognize <laughs> then him. Then she just cries in a convertible at a lumber yard. Here's the thing. <laughs> And and imagine if instead at this dinner she is sympathetic to Ali and Noah, and we and it's see the dad is the villain. It's the dad is the villain. The dad's the Thank one that you. keeps the letters, and the mom is sympathetic. And then, yeah, the the whole point is that the mom at the end of the movie then has the opportunity to say no. Don't I'm, make the same mistake. Don't make the same mistake I did. I'm standing up for love, and yes. then she allows Ali to then avoid replicating her mistake and marry the person that she loves rather than the person that's going to get her better social or societal or monetary standing. Right. It would also go with the fact, and I know that we keep jumping to the end, but for the mom's sake with her like character arc, it, it, that goes along with the fact that wait, wait, hold up. She kept Every single letter, yeah. she kept 365 she letters away? that seemed so against it. You know, when she was first doing that stuff. But I think what we're supposed to pick up is like, oh, she knew one day she'd give them to her. She was planning this all along. <sighs> then she's just so been a bad mom showed. for seven years. Yes. She's been a jerk so for seven years. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And how fast did she plan to leave that town, by the way? That one night, she's just like, he's not good enough for you. You'll never find a man. And then the next day, she wakes up and is like, mm, breakfast, get in your car, we're leaving. Yeah. What? And I also want to address, she comes to the lumberyard to say goodbye to Noah and Finn is just like, he doesn't want you no more. Get out of here. I know. He, that was so crazy. I was yelling at him. I was like, just, just tell yeah. him she loves him. <laughs> just tell him. Yeah. Why are you? Uh, it is. See, it's the thing. I, I, I think that like characterizes this movie of those moments where it's like, you're yelling at the screen going, don't make that decision or yeah. do make this decision. Sure. And the whole purpose of it is to elicit this emotional response that the narrative itself doesn't earn. Yes. Back to the letters. Yep. How is Allie at least for give me 10 of 365 days not checking the mail? She's not the first one in the mailbox, right? Yeah. What? Not checking the mail. Are How you kidding me? Maybe they have a servant who checks the mail for them. It's always, it seems like the mom too, though. Which, again, what if, what if the dad is the first one raising the mailbox every morning trying to silence the relationship with Noah and the mom is the one saving those because- She's saying, I'll get rid of them for that, you. Maybe that's the, them. gosh, I wish I hadn't super dumped. Maybe that's the crux of the problem with this movie is that the mom is not a character. She just exists no. to serve the plot that's, in whatever scene she's That's not in. the crux of the problem. We'll get there. In fact, 
we've really exhausted the the first summer of. So that's love, the beginning, right? and here's the deal: this is when our story starts. Yes, everything we've got, like the the inciting incident, the crossing the threshold. If you want to borrow mythic structure from like Joseph Campbell and stuff, this moment is when our story starts. Sure. We have thirty minutes of wasted time before. And this. she, when she, dude, it's forty five minutes. Are you serious? Yes. So she goes to New York, whatever. Pretty much the first thing that happens after that is World War II, yeah? Guys. Yeah. Are we missing the something? The World War II oh, yeah, scene was an aggressive amount of CGI for yeah, two seconds. You. And I have yep. never yes. seen what is supposed to be X amount of time go so fast. It felt, it even felt, and here, and I'm not even the apologist. Apologize, go, go, go. It felt disrespectful to World War II. <laughs> right? Right? It's like, this is all it is. I thought the same thing. Oh, we haven't done enough planning to see the army that is 100 yards away from us. Are you saying America was that bad? If I feel like I wanted to pause it because there's like tanks and and like <laughs> military trains and yes. planes and it's all it's dozens and they're just coming they're like what i, I was looking know, at the falling snow I didn't know the other side had these things yes. i'm gonna say this once and i'm not gonna address it for the rest of this time that we talk about this if i'm gonna watch a sad love story about world set during world war ii i'm gonna watch atonement because it's better by a quarter mile and a half i'm like, gonna watch captain is. america the first of yeah that too that's great i'm saving the dance for you yeah, yeah that's way Easy. better than and i anyway. think those those that do love the notebook could agree with something like that. Sure. Thank you for giving us like the atonement or something like that. Sure. It is yeah. well made. It is a sad World War II love story. But I want to address something that happens very quickly, which is the death of Finn, a character we have not grown to care about That's because not, we have yeah. given no reason to care about him. And yet it is set up to be this like tragic, huge, big moment. time for us. Yeah. But if it is too, yeah. And you were probably going to get to this. I don't think he's talked about again. Nope, not once. Like, no. give me at least a moment of Noah, like where where you know, like the scene sometimes when you can tell this is a catch up scene. We're not listening listening to their lines right yep. now, but there's a reaction that we would be able to allude to the fact. Oh, he yeah. told her about Finn. Well, and here's the other thing: this is not the only time. It is the first time, but it's not the only time in this movie that the movie basically goes. Well, and then that person died. Anywho, so that is my super. Dump. Give it to us. The father was the best parent in the movie. Yes. When I look at what's going on. The father is my super pump. He was Whoa. my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. He's like Whoa. the sweetest guy. He's so sweet. He's like the only normal they, person in this and movie. And that might be was. one of the bigger twists of the movie because I'm pretty sure that actor usually plays awful people. Really? <laughs> yes. And he, but we see him and we're like, oh, I, I would have thought. You know, he's Noah's been raised in humble upbringings, all these things. He, they did so much development with him yes. to say, I have sold my home and I'm going to yeah. move for you to live you. your dream. Yes. yes. This is what you have always wanted, yes. which who's to say Noah would have, this movie would have not gone any further without the father making that move. Yeah. And then, but, but he dies and the funeral is, but for two seconds, we have somber moment, but then they start playing over that a soundtrack. That's like, what, don't ball up Don't Well, we got to run into the next part of the movie. Cause he wasn't worth and anything. Can I also, Jeez. let's talk about this real quick. The way that his death is told to us is quite literally. So where do we leave off? 
No, his father died. Right. Just yeah. boom, and he's gone. Out it's of bookended and by, by happy moments. Because beforehand, it's like, oh, we're coming around. She's starting to remember stuff in like the nursing home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry about that. Let's jump back in. Yeah, yep. and then it goes to that. He's dead. And then I'm chasing off a home buyer with a shotgun. I think the next scene was the engagement scene, maybe. Which, where, where, the, where the guy's like, boo, 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 boo. you know, yep. the singer yeah, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the grandstand, <laughs> which, which I would like to actually talk about. Are, are we, are we there? Take me there. Yes. Take me so there. this brings us to James Marsden. Yes. James Marsden's character, Lon. Lon. <laughs> is a soldier. He's injured. He's like, notice you don't have a ring on your finger. Could I ask you out? And she's like, no, no. And then he does. So let me, let me talk about Lon for a second. If we don't mind. Yeah. Lon. Is my super pump. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I'm honestly absolutely shocked. Let me explain. I hate that dude. <laughs> oh, that's crazy that you just said that because that is the opposite of how I feel. Really? Lon is the only adult in this entire movie. <laughs> Lon is the only character that reacts to anything realistically, mm. rationally, with kindness. And if I'm being honest, we know how I feel about Ryan Gosling. Lon is not only the obvious choice, but I would say empirically the correct choice to choose to marry. Your team Lolly? 100%. Not team, no, Lon no. is the one that looks at her when she Lawry. says, I am struggling and I am concerned and I have cold feet. Lon looks at her and he doesn't go, what do you want? Lon goes, that's understandable. A lot of people get really cold feet. Maybe you should just take some time for yourself. And she goes, okay. Dang, that's actually a really good point. And then Lon is the one who goes, who goes, here are all the things I want to do to this guy, but none of those get me you and I still love you despite all this. So go do what makes you happy. Yeah. And she goes, oh, okay. Lon is the one who goes, I trust you. Go to this town. Take your time. And she goes, okay. Then has an affair against her fiance that we're supposed to go love yay 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 love and we're supposed to root against the only real character in this movie hmm. james marsden in the mm, six minutes that he is on screen and i think that's generous but in the six minutes that james marsden is on screen in this movie delivers the only believable performance for the entire two hour and three minute runtime. And so he's your super pump. He is my super yeah. pump because he represents what this movie should have been elevated yeah, to. Yeah, and I, I can't really dump on your super pump because Lynn Hagen uh, was a big <laughs> part of my super pump. Sure. And the yeah, other yeah. thing. And so we that's a consistent thing that we saw. And I think if we want to juxtapose these two things, what we see in both the Lynn Hagen and the Marsden of it all. That was from Crazy Stupid Love. Sure. If, if you, you haven't, haven't listened, listened to that. Yeah. That's good. Good call. So David Lynn, Kevin Bacon from Crazy Stupid Love and James Marsden, they kind of play similar but different characters, these sort of jilted lovers that um, for various reasons don't end up with the main person. And they both are these incredibly likable people. The difference here being James Marsden didn't do anything bad. Yeah. He's yeah. the only <clears throat> good person in this movie besides Noah's father, of course. Is the message I, of up. this? Yeah, go. Can I go ahead and ask the message though? Is the message of this movie that rich people suck? Yes. That's what I'm getting. That's at. the thing. Like, like Lon's only crime is like love, <laughs> loving like dressage or whatever rich yeah. people stuff he does. And the first time we meet him, he is a wounded veteran yes. of world war. <laughs> and so it's like, it's just- he is this grape of a man, you know? Yes. And it's, I will say, I agree with everything that you have said. Yeah. Maybe not to the ex- extent, sure. but there is one thing you missed. Okay. He is not the only victim. Yeah. What about Martha? Yes. yes. You don't remember Martha because no one else does. <laughs> no one in the movie remembers Martha. I like, remember why Martha. did, is that supposed to be a sweet moment? Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why did you say that name? <laughs> Martha? 
Why did you say that? Why name? did you say that name? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a deep cut from episode two of our show. Well, nice. it's just from a bad or movie just from too. the bad movie Continue. we watched. <laughs> but so Martha is just the victim of depressed Noah. Yeah, yeah. Sleeps with him. We never see her bad at all. Yeah. She actually has an act. Now, granted, it was kind of a monotone role. Sure. But yeah. she did it well. You I know, could give have her sworn, credit for that. I could have sworn that was the same actress that played Finn's girlfriend at the fair. Oh, I thought right. so too. Every That's woman, so funny. Every woman in the past Finn's- has red hair and red eyebrows. Yes. That's so every, woman, apart. every woman that's not, oh, wait, no, sorry. Allie still also does. And her mom. But here, here's, here's the other thing about Martha. She has one of the sweetest moments in this movie. She does. Where she looks at Noah and she says, could I meet her? Yeah. You've told me so much. And I, and then she comes out, out and of, she, she says, you have given me something to look forward to. Heartbreaking. It's the saddest thing. Heartbreaking because she wants to know everything about the man that she probably loves. So let's get yeah. real then. Lon and Martha. Give me that. This is yeah. the Marissa Tomei, Kevin Bacon of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. Yes. This is, this is something we should do with every rom-com is come up with an alternative pairing. That is better than the main pairing. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and I think that, so if I may be so bold to do something a little crazy here, my this discussion has led me from super pump directly to super dump. Okay. May I? Do it. My super dump for this movie is the inverse of my super pump, which is the immaturity of our two leads. Yes. They are children. Yeah. For the entirety of this movie, they are children. They behave, they react, they whine. They're so whiny. Everything they want is, why don't you love me? I don't know if this is the right one, mom. And I get that they're 17 at the start, and that's tough. But they, sure. they're 24 by the end of it. 24 by the end. Grow up. And it flies completely. It's a completely opposite message from Crazy Stupid Love, which yes. is something we all, or at least me, loved about Crazy Stupid Love. Sure. Was that... The message was that love is this deep friendship built on shared life experience. Yeah. And this, it's like, love is not a deep friendship where you bear your soul to one another because that's what Allie and Law did. And that's what uh, Noah and Martha did. Yes. Yeah. Love in this movie is just a, a passionate yeah. big fire that's going to burn really hot and burn out quickly. Well, and at the, at the end, if I may be so bold to jump there when they're talking about, uh, I, want, I want all of you forever. All the, how do you know? Yeah. You have three months experience together. It's been seven years. You might be different people. I could understand that if that scene was set a hundred years later and they've been like texting and they've like kept in contact. Yes. They literally have not had any contact aside from a three. Like he met her for the first time. They dated for three months and then they were gone for seven years. And the movie doesn't give us a good enough three months. Yes. I think they could have pulled off a believable three months. They could have not because I think I even have good friends whose parents it was like yeah fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what the movies are for. Give me head over heels, I'm in love, the you know, otherworldly love at first sight narrative. And then it happens, but it did not do that well enough for me to believe it. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. What if instead this movie, like we pick up with Allie and Noah, right? And it's like all present day. We pick up right before Allie goes to the nursing home. And this, it's still called The Notebook and it's still centered around The Notebook. But it's dealing, it's Noah dealing with 
the person that I love is still inside there. And mm-hmm. then that way we don't have to see their toxic relationship, but we see him fighting for Allie sure. and fighting to bring Allie out. You know what sure. I mean? I feel like that could be such a stronger and movie. And we I, could still have that tearjerker, emotionally exploitative ending yeah. that we have here. Well, yeah. I think I think you bring up a good point. Let's let's try and sprint through the remainder of this movie. Yeah. We can stop where we need to, yeah. so we can spend a couple of minutes talking about the present day timeline of this movie. Yeah. So let's let's kind of talk about the ending where uh, we root for this affair that turns into a love. That's it. That's it. I mean, yep, and then I know. the mom completely 180s her entire character. The core of her being is with inverted going, with no forecast. And yep. then just, yeah, maybe Rachel McAdams does a good job of being shocked at what's even happening because yeah. we all were sure yeah. something was like, <laughs> she didn't read the script that morning. This is a natural reaction. <laughs> and she then they go to the lumber yard or whatever. Yeah. And it's that, that's what I that's what would have been. That's what could have been. Yeah. There, 25 years ago, I almost did the same thing that you did. But she, then, no, no, she goes, doesn't look like it now, but 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, look at this ugly piece of junk. <laughs> he was great, though. Used to be cool. Hey, now he's old and ugly. And let's, can we talk about the timeline real quick? Yeah. 25 years ago, Rachel McAdams is 24 at that point. So that means in the span of one year, she abandoned the lumberyard boy. It runs in the Hold family. Up. Is... Are you trying to get to the fact that Allie uh, is Lumberyard Boy's daughter? Ooh. I wasn't, but I'm going to pretend oh, I sorry. was. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point was just, this is just hereditary whiplash romance is what this family is. Band name. Jeez, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but this family is test positive. I mean, it is apparently just like, mm, I love the poor boy, but rich is where I belong for everybody. Yeah. Just down the line. Yeah, it was. They were definitely caricatures. Yeah, of like rich person, poor person, southern mm-hmm. rich person. Yeah, young southern Colonel Sanders. Her dad is still the weirdest part of this movie. Yeah, I, mean, anyway. I didn't love it. I didn't love it at all. And that mustache was. Imagine gnarly. instead a movie called The Notebook that is his notebook that he writes of all his chicken recipes, uh, and he is trying to discover the blend of eleven herbs and spices. That will one day become Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Sounds better than this. It does. So essentially, our Noah and Allie storyline ends when she drives back and is like, I chose you. She shrugs. She's like, I chose you. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, love. There was a, um, before we go into the present time. Yeah. There was the scene where she comes back and we know, like, if you already don't want this to go too far. Y'all are drinking the entire time. So everyone knows it's going to happen, <laughs> Yes, but they um, go out to, where did all these, where did all these the ducks, ducks come there from? There are so the many ducks. ducks. And it's one thing, like if this was already like a super cinematically beautiful artsy movie, I, I buy it. Sure. I buy something like that. Sure. If we this got, came if out we of got nowhere. a fleet of 3000 ducks at the end of La La Land, I buy that it. Yes. because and, and, the camera is, yeah. I'm so yes. glad you brought this up because A, I forgot about it. And B, <laughs> all I want is to go back in time and be a fly on the wall when a production assistant is making these phone calls where he's like, sorry, how many ducks do you have? Could I please have them all? All yeah. of them. Also, could you refer me to other duck havers? <laughs> Only white ducks, though. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. One sad brown one. One sad brown one and one swan. No way. Yep. I missed I the saw swan. swan. I saw some swan. I missed the swan. I did. And also, 
at no point are they, because she brings up the ducks. She's like, oh, they, what are these ducks? But at no point are either of them like, what? 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 These ducks? So many ducks. <laughs> it's because ducks, birds, not just ducks, <laughs> birds symbolize love in this movie. Fine. Like that's the symbol that we're to draw. The whole, if you're yeah, a bird, if you're I'm a bird, bird, I'm a bird. And then, Which, by the way, finally may I commit. say, yeah, that not great. is Bad. But then at the end they die, and then the next shot we get is birds flying away in slow motion. So we're to associate birds with true love and happiness. I hear you. A thousand ducks a is thousand, weird, no matter. I can what. think of nothing that communicates love less than one thousand white ducks <laughs> and on a I pond. Would buy one thousand ducks. Yeah. So, because you know I'd paddle this canoe if I could just cheat on my fiance with you tonight. Let's go to the present time, please. This is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Oh, boo. This is where most of the sad happens. This a is lot where, of the sad. The, this is the only place where sad happens. No, because James Marsden, though. Uh, yeah. And two people to... and two people died. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot. We're not supposed already. to feel bad for any of those because literally every time something bad happens, like when Finn dies, when the dad dies, yep. whenever James Marsden gets broken up with, yeah. the narration is just like, well, and, and then we did this next. And it just like glosses yes. over those horrible things. You know, they. I was reading in on some of the fun trivias, and there had been, I think, a scene. They had dedicated some time, like a good amount of time, to the origin of the actual notebook. Yes. I could have used that. But yep. they cut it. Why? Which is crazy, because it probably involved old lady Allie and old man Noah in that scene, who crush it yeah they're yeah. so good huge pump yeah on elderly do. noah and Allie. yeah and i could have used a scene with the two of them pre full-blown dementia where they are interacting and talking mm-hmm. with one another about this note the and, and i'll go ahead and it is and i think i had referenced at the end of our first episode or my first episode with y'all that i was not looking forward to this because i don't like to feel that way yeah when i tell you that i will i will cry at any any trick it happens. Uh, your commercial. Wait, that's for that's for insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And I'm I'm like red in the face. So my, so here's my super pump. Even though it made me really down in the super dumps. Sure. Okay. Was that relationship because it yes. really was so very heart wrenching. There is something about an old man. When when she falls back into it, yeah, and he is kind of weeping into his hands, yeah, Jeez. because he is so in love with her. Which again, they sell it, but their future selves, who it was most important for them to sell this love, did not very yeah. well. Yeah, their past selves, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's right. So what happened? Like what happened in these fifty, sixty years? Well, a you had twenty three children, sure, yeah, for real, who all came. It is so sad. Yes, but yeah, I, I think my super pump was was how they redeemed the storyline. Okay, yeah, with cool. how really sad this is because that's legitimately yeah. my number one fear is yeah. losing my mind. That's horrifying yeah. to think about, and yeah, it just really felt like what is what is the Greek like pushing that up the hill. Like the oh, rest of his yeah, life, yeah. Sisyphus. 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 Yeah. He Sisyphean was absolutely yeah. the entire time. Yeah, it was hard, and every everyone is saying, "Just you need to stop and, this." And his but demeanor my, is so charming. When he said, "My sweetheart's in there." Yeah. Oh my gosh! And that's 
I am not ashamed to say that I cried like a baby at the end of this. Yeah. And I think that's because it's so emotionally heavy. Like you yeah. mentioned that that's your biggest fear of losing. You said your biggest fear is losing your mind. Yeah. My number one biggest like source of anxiety and tension is time and like the passage of time and how we can't stop that and how time takes and takes and takes and takes and yeah. takes. And like, that's what this movie is about yeah. at its core, what it should be about. You know yes. what I mean? That's the most compelling part of this narrative to me. And we just spend so much time on the boring stuff. And I was, I was okay with, with the death. I, you know, I hate yeah. to jump to the very end, but it, it felt appropriate right now. I think I was okay with that. Yeah. Um, Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. Did they kill themselves? Is that what we're supposed to infer from this? I don't think they no, killed themselves. No, I think it was, and here comes the corn, Truly. the miracle of love. Okay. Yeah, it really was. Like okay. they, they literally said, do you think our love is strong enough to take us away from here? I That's know what they she said wanted. That, but they also said they were birds. So I think I just wanted to double check <laughs> our reality here. Yeah. And no, I think it was, I think we're, I think we are to assume that there was the miracle of love. And while this was, the same time? this was a happy ending question. Mark. It was, and, and they, and, and it was almost my super dump how it ended. Like oh, how it went straight into credits. Yeah. The last thing we see is the nurse, I think. Yeah. Straight into flying, flying birds. But there's a little bit of time before music, but then five seconds into it, Black. alto sax. Yeah. Yeah, the saxophone was bad. When did when was there ever saxophone in it? And why have you taken me to a jazz club of death? <laughs> it makes me so sad. There are so many moments. 80% of the time I'm down for a saxophone. Sure. It's hot outside. I gotta take my shirt off. Saxophone. <laughs> These wings yeah. are all over my face. This wing sauce. Saxophone. Yeah. But we've we've held hands and died an old, forgettable death. Oh, shoot up that it was no, but it was like a and I'm just like, what? In what setting? What I'm telling you, when I first heard the first like like of a saxophone noise, I thought it was a duck, goose, goose. All right, fair enough. And and while we're at the end, maybe I don't know, and this is potentially true. Maybe I don't know a lot about how dementia or Alzheimer's works. Is it realistic to set like a time limit of like, we've got five minutes before the reset happens. That felt weird to me. I, I think, did, I don't know that it was a hard time limit. I think because she was like, how, how long was I here last yeah. time? And he's like, it was only about five minutes. Okay. And I think he would be so infatuated with, and so dedicated to what he's been doing for so long and is so familiar with that. Maybe he has timed it. And yeah. he's just like, Every Roughly. moment that I actually have yeah. you back. Gosh, that's such a better movie. What if the movie was him fighting against the doctors the whole time? They're saying she's not going to remember. She's not going to remember, and him saying no, she will remember. She's going to remember us. She's I mean, you could our as, as, yeah. as how oh. like so many gut punches it would be a compilation of all the times she's slipped back. Yeah, yeah. But they get further and further. He tells her a little bit more of the story. Slip back. We could have, I think, I think collectively we're saying we could have used more yes. of the present day. 100%. Yes. And speaking of present day, I want to talk about the worst doctor in the whole wide world. Oh, yeah. He was for real. Bad. This doctor goes, <laughs> you got to lose hope, man. Stop hoping for your, essentially, I mean, As if he that's says, not his job to just be there anyways. Like, why are you going to discourage people? Yeah. He's not hurting anybody. <laughs> By the way, give him a break. He's had several heart attacks. And he goes, hey, you got to know, there's no hope. 
There's no cure. They put the doctor there just to have, just to give old Noah something to rage against. But there's got to be conflict so in that story. Weird. Yeah. yeah. This doctor that was just like, it was just like, I'm here to heal people and to break your soul. Yeah. Jeez. And I think, I think Allie's quality of life would have been better in her old age if end of the movie nurse had been her nurse the whole time. Yes. Because when Allie drops into dementia, uh, with new nurse at the very end, she's yeah. very sweet to her. Yeah. It's like, okay, but it's okay, but we just got to go in this room. It's yeah. totally fine. What I would think would actually be the case, except these loony nurses, when she, the climax, when she's like, forgets him at while they're yeah. dancing, they're like, Allie, <laughs> Allie, stop, calm down. Like just yelling at her. Yeah. And it's like, so it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And this whole thing at the end with Allie saying to old Noah, I was afraid you'd never come back. How? How are you afraid of that? Yeah. You yeah. You don't remember, and I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but they're they're not following the rules of this disease that exists. I also kind of want to dump on the fact that Allie's the one that wrote the notebook. I feel like that should have been Noah because we set that up to be a payoff of him spending his entire life reading yeah. poetry. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, that makes sense. But to me, it was like, well, she knew he loved it, so she would have done that for him. Again, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. But also, too, because of the Noah we saw, I think he would have had to have two or three degrees before the narrative <laughs> language he was using. I was yeah. like, that, to me, and I was already kind of being nitpicky, honestly, yeah. it did not seem like his verbiage. Like, he no would way. say the kind of things he was narrating. Am I the only one that thought he was learning to read on his front porch for the first time? No, I did too. I did too. Okay. I thought that was supposed to be, I thought we were going to see this juxtaposing. Here's her education. Here's his education that only his dad can do. City mouse and country mouse. Yeah. Basically. I guess all that leaves us with is other than beating a dead horse here, rating this movie. Yeah. Let's do it. Is it time? So here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have a tried and true method of rating movies. It's called the Scientific Cinema Scale. Live it, learn it, love it. Mm-hmm. We're going to run you through it right now, and then we're going to rate this movie. So here we go. The best thing we can ever say about a movie here at Two Chunks and a Hunk is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie is buy it. Take your bucks that you earned at your job, spend them at a store to get the movie. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie is rent it. Spend a couple of bucks at a place to own the movie for a brief amount of time. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie is stream it. Take a couple of your bucks, give them to Netflix or to Hulu or another streaming service and stream that movie there. The next best and second worst thing that we can ever say about a movie is forget it. You'd be better off if you just pretended this movie didn't exist. And lastly, the worst thing we can ever say about a movie. God God has forsaken forsaken us. us. Who wants to go first? Me. Forget it. Okay. Whoa. Easy, 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 easy. Forget it. Tell us why. It is emotionally exploitative instead of an actual good narrative. The emotion arises from spectacle rather than substance. Yeah. And it just made me really sad and bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's not a movie that I want to watch if I want to be happy. If I want to watch a movie that makes me go, oh, that's what love is. I'm going to watch literally any movie except for this one. Let me take your last statement and shift it into my rating. Go. 
You said, this isn't a movie you want to watch if you want to be in a good mood. This isn't even a movie I want to watch if I want to be put into a bad mood by art. And for that reason, this movie is a forget it to me. This movie, not only to, to, to me, fails at being a love story. It also fails at being a sad story because the sadness is crammed into these short bursts when all we need is really more of that. Yeah. Yep. And, and to me, that's why this movie... Uh, for a lot of reasons uh, and one of them being overhype in general but for me this movie has to be a forget it because if I'm lucky this will be the last time I've ever watched this yeah and so I will go up just one level give it and it's not it's not to save my marriage sure um I'll I'll go to a stream it okay and I think I am a believer in the well you kind of need to see it yeah okay within, within genre again alluding to why it was a part of this, sure. why we did this, yeah. Yeah. why it just came to mind. Oh, well, because it's the notebook. Right. So I think you should have your own opinion on it. You know, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it too. But I think it definitely is a stream it. It is, it is, it is something to be seen. Yeah. I could say that. I think you can, you can honestly say to whatever yeah. extent you want to say maybe, this means. Maybe you can honestly say it is some, <laughs> It is something to be seen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So is um, Grass. 1,000 ducks. <laughs> we naming things in this movie? No, just things you can see. Oh. Young Colonel Sanders. Oh, The Colonel, Colonel Sanders, Sanders origin story we've all been waiting for. Uh, the most- Rachel McAdams returning and disappearing eyebrows. What? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. No, you can't do this to me because I don't want to watch this again. Throughout this movie. You think it's the light because they're really It fair. has to be. But yeah. throughout this movie, I went from going, she shaved her eyebrows to, here they are. She shave her eyebrows again? There they are. Yeah. She shave her eyebrows? There they are. They're wear brows. They only come out at a full moon. <laughs> yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. That's exactly I think, what it is. Um, outside of, we have talked about the fear of Alzheimer's. Something yeah. very interesting about this movie is that it's introduced us to a new phobia. And mm. it's something that you go in, in and out of remembering whether or not you have a fear of water. And <laughs> Allie lives this because- <laughs> <laughs> she swings on this rope and is terrified to jump in to where Gosling has to creeper scream, get in the water, just yeah. jump in the water. And then she finally does it. She's okay. Every other time that there's water embraced as a lover. Yeah. Into yeah. the ocean. The rain's here. How funny. I don't know. It's, it's creepy. I never want to have that. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to have this in between because you're supposed to at least have eight glasses a day. If four of those glasses make me want to pee myself. Yeah, sure. Ooh. I'm not having anything. New theory. Do you know what disease causes a fear of water? Tell rabies. Me. She has rabies. Allie has rabies. Not it Alzheimer's. explains so much. We're blowing the lid off. We of this have thing. to stop this recording and start over from the beginning. This movie just got blown wide open. All right. Well, before we stop, we do have some shout outs to give. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Jordan Green for uh, writing in on our website. Jordan sent us pumps and dumps for the notebook. Ooh, please. Jordan's super dump is that this movie was really poorly made. Bad writing and filmmaking really took away from what actually wasn't a terrible story. I totally agree. We didn't even talk about that. These shots and the color grade, like I don't know if they were intentionally going for that like 1950s post-war Technicolor look, right? but it just looks cheap and bad. It yes. does. Um, Jordan's super pump is Ryan Gosling. He says, I didn't like much about this film, but you can't go wrong with the goss. The goss. And I believe that no truer words have ever been spoken on this podcast. I can agree with that. And something happens. Do, do, do you not think he ages 
perhaps seven to ten years with a beard. Yes, yes definitely. He looks like a baby. Fun yeah, fact, the they actually filmed those scenes first. And then Benjamin buttoned him younger. He shaved and lost like 30 pounds between the first scenes what? they shot and the second oh my gosh, to look younger. That makes sense. Yeah. Only because I pay intimate detail to his body. Yeah. <laughs> but he did seem really scrawny in front of the fireplace. Yeah. First yeah. love time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then when they played Wii Sports pretty aggressively later, <laughs> yeah. he was he was much bigger. Yeah. Yep. That's true. <laughs> yep. That's true. Um <laughs> Don't forget, if you want to be shouted out on the podcast, make sure you send us pumps and dumps through our website, twochunksandahunk.com, or post about us on social media and add the hashtag officialchunky. And if you want to support the show, the very best thing you can do is subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. That is the very best way for podcasts to gain traction and gain new audience members, and we can keep adding to that chunk nation. And we can keep making episodes better and better. And faster and stronger. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Carter, better, better faster, faster, stronger. Nice. That was really good. I dig it. That was really great. So next week in continuing the uh, Two Chunks Summer of Love, we will be reviewing a classic movie with two of the most handsome gentlemen in it. That's right. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Old Jogo Lev. And Heath Ledger, Rest and Rip. Yeah. That's right. This movie is... 10 Things things I I Hate About about You. Long title, long movie, long time. Can't can't (laughs) lose. Can't lose. No, you want to have something fun? I've never seen this. What do you think it's about? You haven't. I've never seen this movie. Okay, wait. Yeah, so describe it. I did this last week. You describe it. What do you think this this movie is about? I like to think that this movie is the story of an ex-Special Forces operative who comes home. Wow. After after a tour, as they do, yeah, he comes home and he's struggling a little bit, and he meets the woman of his dreams. You're two for two, and this woman sweeps him off of his feet. And I mean, I'm talking full reverse love story. She is really pursuing him, and he is with his friends like she's not good enough. All this hey, it's stuff. 2018. That can be a. It's 1999 in that movie, I think. Okay, but it's reverse at that time then. As things move forward, he starts to fall more and more in love, and. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, maybe I like her too. And and finally, the girl decides to write a note to Heath Ledger where she's like, he's, here are 10 things that I think is terrible about you. And he's like, I can't handle that. And he runs away and, and sort of goes underground for a while. And he begins to get really pale just because he hasn't seen the sun I, in a little I bit. I literally knew this is and where this movie was going to end with After you. he has been underground for a while and he's been really honing his skills and he starts to refer to himself as this agent of chaos. Oh and my gosh. I, I think see he it emerges now. from the underground victorious over Gotham City's uh, police department. Okay. okay. And he All wages right. a one man war for anarchy. Well, I think that's probably where we ought to end this episode. Yeah, that feels about right. For two I think. chunks and a hunk. I'm Doge. I'm Jordan. And I'm Carter, your guest hunk. Get out of here. It's you, not the dark night next week. You don't do have a, to go home. Do I get home, a third date? But you can't stay or, here. Oh, please yeah. don't ghost. Are you going to text me? Um, I guess we'll let you know. That's good enough. It's been good enough my whole life. Just kidding. He'll, he'll be here. He'll be here. Bye. <laughs> not for the dark night.
Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.